Welcome to the Pubcast, your inside look at electronic publishing. From ebooks to websites to podcasts and more, join us as we interview the professionals on the cutting edge of publishing. Hi, I'm Tanya Wodachik, and today I'm interviewing Arian Duroff, CEO and CTO of Totally Dot. Hi, Arian, and welcome. Would you like to start off with telling us a little bit about what you do? Okay. Um, yeah, right now I'm working on Totally Dot. Uh, totally Dot contains two platforms, Totally Me for consumers and Totally Us for um, uh, brands and publishers. So what we're trying to do is making uh, all user-generated content available for basically every website. And we're doing that by collecting all the, the, the social content from 15 plus social networks, uh, starting with Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, and all the big ones going to the small ones. And uh, the, the main goal is to index the internet on the social. Uh, you can basically see what Google does with keywords. We are planning to do with hashtags. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, what, what gave you the idea to do this? Actually, we started with Totally Me, a platform like I think one and a half year ago. And the idea was that people can have all bookmarks, social media and news in one place. When we started the model, we realized very uh, fast, actually, that we are getting so much data that we couldn't handle it anymore. Uh, in a way, uh, we could handle the data. The problem was more like we could never make that a profitable company because there was too much data. And uh, we did have on average like 700 items per user per day because people connect all the social accounts like Twitter, Facebook. There's a lot of overlap in data. So if people uh, share a photo, they do it these days on all, all networks. So there was a lot of data, which was noisy data. Mm-hmm. So we were a little bit uh, like thinking like, yeah, what we can do with this? It's too much data. We can never make it profitable on a consumer basis. But we all, on the other hand, we realized that with all the data, we, we know a lot, uh, except what Facebook does these days, uh, Google does these days. They know so much about you. So we were thinking about uh, going in a new direction and uh, the, the totally dot, which is the, the, the name for totally me and totally us. Uh, has become the new version uh, of the company and where um, yeah, we, we shut down the platform where people can have one um, platform for all the social updates to more uh, platform where people can have a social front page and on this front page uh, they will have all their updates. So it's like totally me slash Tanya. You will see all your social updates in one place so people don't have to go to all the networks anymore where you are on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh- so you recently launched. How has that been? Yeah, we launched like, let me look at the calendar, like a little bit more than a month ago. We are now at 2,000 active users. And But like I said before, for us it's very important that the hashtag data uh, is visible for people because that's at the end our big data plan. And um, we are right now already at more than 150,000 hashtag pages, which means like, for example, uh, a hashtag about coffee, it's a hashtag. So we got 150,000 hashtags about that. And if you go to each hashtag page, you will see all the items from all social networks from hundreds of millions of people all over the world. Wow. So what are the next steps? Um the next step, we just launched the, the, the consumer version on the Totally. I think by the end of the year, maybe the beginning of January, we'll launch Totally Us, which means like totally.us slash Starbucks. So brands can uh, centralize their online presence. And uh, the next step will be shortly after, I think by the end of Q1, to launch a publisher version where publishers like, for example, CNN, they can integrate our data. So instead of, for example, if there is something happening here in Santa Monica, 
Normally, they take some photos from the internet about Santa Monica. If it's at the college, they take a photo from the college. But instead of that boring content, they can embed our data, and uh, it will show people who are at the scene. So if there's a fire, people share everything these days. They hashtag everything. Think that hashtag data, we can bring that to the CNN platform so they have real, real-time user-generated content at the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good example is like if you go to a travel website, uh, you see photos of the of the hotel which were normally made when the hotel was open because they always look so beautiful and good. Uh, the reality is different, <clears throat> but what they can do if they embed our data, they can show um, photos from people who are really sitting at the pool at that time. So it's really real-time user-generated content. So it's like a combination of a reviewing uh, system, uh, what people think of the place, but then in real time and done by social networking. Mm -hmm. So going back to the news that you mentioned with CNN and everything, are you, what do you think it's going to do to the news? Are are you looking to revolutionize the news or is that just a, uh, you know, a byproduct? We are not really changing the news. We're more providing better content. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, for example, if you look at CNN, if there is uh, some big thing happening, they bring all the reporters there. And if it's an ongoing news thing for a few days, the reporters are there, so they are at the scene. So, But uh, the other news things, which are a one-time thing, uh, they are not at the scene, and we provide that data. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you said you were in Santa Monica. Why not Palo Alto? We were in Palo Alto, actually. So, and the thing we realized there in the past years that it's Palo Alto is getting free out of hand. I mean, like there's a lot of stuff going on. All the companies are there, and everybody's looking for talent. The problem is there is talent, uh, but talent costs a lot of money. So, for a small company, uh, it's very difficult to get people on your team. Uh, you need to come with a big pocket of money with uh, to buy out the equity, for example, what they have at the company where they currently work for. High salaries, if you raise less than a few million, they don't even want to work for you because the risk is too high. So there's too much going on there, and uh, it's very expensive there uh, to hire people because it's expensive to live there. The rents are very high. I think it's the second most expensive city in the U.S. to live. Mm-hmm. So... The thing was that uh, we realized that uh, Silicon Beach, how they call it here, is an upcoming area. When we uh, moved here in March, um, it was upcoming as it was by then, but in the past six months it has changed a lot. A lot of uh, investors from Silicon Valley are coming to this area. Something not happened with areas like uh, New York, Austin, Seattle. So it is interesting to see what uh, the change in the past six months. Uh, there are also a lot of interesting companies who are taking off here in Silicon Beach, like recently Snapchat is getting a very uh, hot company, which is also located here. So it's also, we got a few companies here which are doing very well, so it helps a lot to give a push to Silicon Beach. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's backtrack a little, and why don't you tell us how you got into the online business? Oh, that's a long time ago. I think it was back in 96 or something. I sold one uh, of my companies, which was a local television channel. It's not like a television channel like news, but it's more like a television channel with uh, videos and still frames. Uh, I sold it to the biggest publisher in Holland, and I was looking for the next challenge. The internet was coming up. It looked interesting to me, so we start platform where people can um, buy stuff online but back then it was not like it is today today with all the payment systems so what we had to do if you put an ad in there and you want to buy it you had to call a 0800 number 
you have to um, uh, type the number of the ad you will forward to the person who was selling it, and we were making money with the kickback fee. So that was my first touch with the internet. Um, I started uh, doing some web analytics, personalized browser homepages. So I started back in 96, and um, a lot of companies were taking off uh, very well. Then in 2000, everything dropped. So we were uh, having actually an office in the U.S., in Boston. So, yeah, we decided what we needed to do next, and we felt that it was not something on the the short term what will be fixed. So uh, we closed the office there, and I'm I'm glad we did because everything changed in the internet space. Back then, everything was for free, and nobody was paying for anything. So the, the model changed a little bit from free to paid or to premium model. And uh, so, yeah, that's what's happening. So I moved on with the internet, did a lot of things in Holland, um, like um, one company was called InterDVD, what was a kind of Netflix company. But back in 2008, I decided I wanted to uh, move to the U.S. because I always ended up with having clients here. And, and yeah, I really like the internet space here because it's it starts all here. So that's how I ended up here in 2008 and did it's a lot of things. And now I'm working full-time on Totally Dot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So between uh, when you started in 1996 and then today, what have been the major changes that, you know, either you saw coming, you didn't see coming, uh, just overall? I think because I started in the space very early, I feel like I'm too old to catch up with the current technology. Mm-hmm. There is so much going on, and you see this also around you everywhere. Like, it's young kids who come from school; they start a company. Before you know, it's a billion-dollar company. Back then, it was there was a hype going on too. Uh, uh, if you read about it, it's like the dot-com, the bubble, and everything. But back then, the valuations were not that crazy like it is today. Like, for example, Snapchat, a three-billion-dollar company, was not making money. You would never find something like that. Uh, back in uh, 1996 to 2000. So that's also why I think they got in in trouble there. But what changed a lot is that a lot of people came online, of course, and back then we didn't have mobile. And now a lot of companies, they start mobile only, and then they only start looking into web-based version, like Instagram for a long time was only mobile, and now it starts step-by-step doing something computer-based. So that's a big thing that mobile is taking over the internet a lot. And that was something what was not there back in 96. Uh, So that's a big change. And that means also a lot of new technologies which are being used, which are totally different than the technologies back then. Mm -hmm. How do you manage, you said you had trouble staying on top of things. How do you manage to stay on top? You have to make a choice which platform you decided to use, which uh, language you use. So you have to keep focusing on that because there are so many engineering uh, languages these days. Um, so you have to focus on one and focus on that only because there are so many changes. There are updates every month. And that's one thing. And the other thing, it's also like back then it was Internet is internet and web page is a web page. Today, it's like you got social media, you got mobile, you got big data, you got payment system. There's a lot of things going on these days. What back then was just a website. So when you run a company, you have to realize that this is your model. Don't look to other things, but focus on that completely because you cannot keep a look on everything. You don't, you see that the same thing with happening with companies like Microsoft in the past. They want to do everything and they ended up with nothing. I somehow feel that Google is making the same mistake that they want to do everything, but they end just making money with the ads. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit the problem. Uh, you, I think you need to focus very well on one thing. And that's what the successful people do. I mean, like if you look to companies like Square, I mean, like they're competing with the banks, but they focus on one simple thing, mobile payments. And that's the thing. You need to focus on one thing. Maybe it's a, a project which is overlapping a few things, but you cannot do everything anymore. There's too much going on in the tech space. So for you, what are the, the more important we are focusing on analytics and data. I mean, like the data is coming in and it's very important that you analyze the data, what you can do with it more, especially because at the end we want data available for basically every website. So we're focusing on big data. Our goal is really to make it a big data company. And of course, we're using social media to get the data. But basically, that means like you're, you're, you're taking in the from a lot of websites. So in our situation, it's a pretty easy platform. Our uh, biggest goal is more to manage the data because it's a lot of data. Mm-hmm. What would you say is total, totally me's biggest uh, competitor? Um, there are a lot of competitors in a space where they offer services where you can uh, look at social media data. We are more focusing on getting all the data together based on the hashtag. Mm-hmm. Um, Google is jumping in that space too. Uh, I think a few months ago, you can start searching on Google for hashtags. So you have to do hashtag slash or hashtag actually, and then the, the, the words you're looking for. The thing is they um, only get data from Google+. Plus. Facebook, Twitter, and all the platforms, they are blocking them, of course, because they don't want to have the competitor in. So we are an independent company, so we are not really dealing with them. But, yeah, there are a lot of there's a lot of big data going on. So we... Especially uh, launch the model first that it's collecting the data and the big plan. It's a real long-term thing uh, because we need to collect a lot of data. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, these days a lot of people are very much into security and they're worried that, oh, these big companies are collecting data on me. How do you think this is going to affect totally me? We are a little bit different. We are not collecting data. We are, uh, they're giving us permission to use the data. If you sign up for Totally Me account, you give uh, access with uh, the, the APIs to grab your data. So it's not really like we're taking data without you knowing about it. Mm-hmm. On the other thing, it's not like data, like for example, a while ago when Apple was tracking the position of your phone, nobody knew about that. We are only collecting data which you uh, told us we can use the data, but on top of that, it's data which is available for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we're not collecting secretive data. It's like public and open data, what you give permission for to take it. Okay. All right. Uh, so I guess looking forward to, to the future, where, where do you see totally me going? I hope we see totally me on basically every website, like search engines, uh, brands, like when we're launching totally us, brands can also embed the social media update. So instead of sending your visitors away to all the social platforms, you can keep them inside your website. Mm-hmm. So our goal is to be on as much websites as possible. We want to be the, like, the commenting system for website, but then for photos and uh, social media content. Perfect. Well, we're running up on time. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts? Keep sharing so we can make the internet open for the people. <laughs> <laughs> will do. Will do. Thank you again. You're welcome. This has been the Pubcast. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.thepubcast.org.